The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Today, we would like to welcome to the Top of the Stretch, Dan Wilson, Doctor of Veterinarian Medicine. Dan, a 1975 graduate of Ohio State University, has practiced on standard breads for 45 years, mostly at Northfield Park. Well, Dan, when did you first uh, decide to, to become a veterinarian? Oh, probably when I was about 10 years old, growing up on the farm. You went to Ohio State. Uh, was it as hard or a lengthy period of time to get a vet's license uh, in those days compared to the, the way the system is set up this now and present day? Um, it was difficult. Um, it took me eight years. I have an undergraduate degree in animal science or animal nutrition and then a four-year stint in vet school. So I was fortunate to have some good recommendations and got in. You also tried your hands at uh, racing some horses at the county fairs in the Buckeye State as well and even the paramutual uh, tracks, Scioto and Lebanon Raceway. That's correct. My father always uh, kept a couple of horses in training, and I helped him mostly and drove a couple fair races and basically groomed for him. But that's where I got my real start there. The therapeutic medication resolution for regulatory threshold guidelines issued by the Ohio State Racing Commission, they take effect on Wednesday. January the 1st. Why did the Ohio State Racing Commission change the medication rules in Ohio? Well, there's been a a big push to create a uniform medication policy for all racing jurisdictions um, so that everybody's the same on the same page. Are we at that stage yet where everything's on the same page, though? No, we're a lot of states have adopted the uniform medication policy in part, um, but from state to state, thresholds are different. The testing laboratories aren't testing exactly the same way. So no, there's there's quite a few differences between all those. This makes it very tough on horsemen that are racing in various jurisdictions, though, doesn't it? It would be a very noble thing if we could uh, have one set of rules for everybody and everything were the same, testing labs and all that. But as of yet, we haven't achieved that goal. How does the rule change affect everyday operations of racing stables here in Ohio? Well, like I said before, the Ohio has adopted the uniform medication policy in part. And most of the thresholds and withdrawal times have stayed the same with the exception of the corticosteroids, dexamethasone, prednisolone, and in joint injections with depomedrol, betamethasone, and tramcinolone are the biggest changes. According to the RMTC withdrawal guidelines, um, Depomedrol, 
two and a half cc dose in one joint as a withdrawal time of 21 days. Betamethasone, one and a half cc's in one joint as a withdrawal time of seven days. And triamcinolone, nine tenths of a cc in one joint has a withdrawal time of seven days. And dexamethasone is now moved to 72 hours. So those are the big changes and the ones that what, people need to be aware of. You mentioned the RMTC. Just what is RMTC? The initials stand for the Racing Medication and Testing Consortium. It's a group of racing regulators who have done, un, uh, done limited research on permitted therapeutic medications. They provide threshold levels and suggested withdrawal times to all racing jurisdictions. What are the permitted therapeutic medications? Um, those are a list of medications deemed therapeutic by the RMTC and permitted below threshold levels by various states. What is zero tolerance? Zero tolerance means that any testing level of a medication or substance not on the permitted therapeutic medication list is considered a violation. This policy is very dangerous for horsemen. As testing has become more and more sensitive, environmental contamination positives have become common. How common are those uh, instances? Well, they're becoming more common all the time. I mean, testing so sensitive anymore. Um, the environment contains a lot of human drugs. Um, it's been common practice for horsemen to urinate in their horse's stall and only a small amount of being ingested or even licked, licked can pick up, be picked up in the parts per trillion area. So there's no limit. If it shows up on their test, then it's a positive. Now, what are the thresholds that we hear them speak of all the time? Um, threshold levels are limits for permitted therapeutic medications in a test sample. They're measured in parts per million, parts per billion, or even parts per trillion. They can be uh, used for urine or blood. And this becomes a very confusing issue because the RMTC may give withdrawal based on urine while for example, some of Ohio's are in testing in blood. So it's a uh, very confusing issue. Now it says that these are suggested uh, withdrawal times. Um, is it the same for all horses though? No, suggested times um, basically means when a medication should be discontinued 
to avoid a positive test. Withdrawal times are affected by the amount of a medication, the route of administration, and the horse's ability to metabolize that medication. Therefore, there are only suggested withdrawal times listed by the RMTC because there's a great deal of variation. What in all this that's going to going to start taking place? Just what is the veterinarian's role in this uh, new guidelines and stuff? <laughs> well, your veterinarian has the undaunted task of deciphering how thresholds translate into withdrawal times. The RMT thresholds are listed for either blood or urine, which we stated above, and um, becomes very confusing because, as I said before, some states can um, test blood while RMTC is recommending urine. Um, I'm going to say at this time, all we can offer is our best educated guess, but your veterinarian is still the best resource for the health and welfare of your horse and advice on the medication rule. Now, these guidelines go into effect January the 1st. Uh, is it going to be an adjustment period uh, for veterinarians and horsemen, or are they going to be so strict uh, right off to the get-go? I'm assuming there will be some sort of leniency in the beginning, but I do not know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. But I would like to say that um, horsemen can look up on the RMTC webpage and get most of the information that I just put out there. Well, Dan, we appreciate you giving us a few moments of your busy schedule. Uh, I know that uh, uh, yesterday uh, you are the veterinarian uh, charge of LASIX at Northfield, and I know you've got your regular practice and such, and uh, in the veterinarians that uh, I've come to know over the years, it's a job that begins early in the morning and sometimes lasts uh, late into the night, so we thank you for uh, being our guest here on Top of the Stretch. Well, Roger, I'd like to thank you for sharing the stage with you. I've been a huge fan ever since I Heard you call the races at Delaware, so thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And we'd like to once again thank Dan Wilson for being our guest today on this edition of Top of the Stretch. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 